gentlemen, loyal listeners, welcome back to the Frying Pan Podcast, episode number nine. That's right, you heard correctly, number nine. We are almost up to double figures here in uh, in, in Frying Pan Land, which represents uh, almost yeah more than two months' work, which is, is quite impressive that we've uh, kept it going this this far and kept you informed with all the comings and goings of things in southern Spain and in Indonesia. And that was precisely what we were going to talk about uh, today, in fact, was how exactly we ended up in these uh, far-flung places. And also we wanted to touch upon the phenomenon uh, in our generation of studying and getting a sort of faceless job in a faceless city, uh, which you don't seem to enjoy or get any kind of... uh, you know, personal pleasure from, which you do for the best part of 70 years until you die, which I think is quite a common, um, well, it's a, certainly a very common career path that is being trod by many other 20-somethings uh, that, that I and uh, uh, Rowan know. As always, I'm joined here by fellow writer and good friend, Rowan Kane. Rowan, how are you doing? Uh, it's really hot right here. There's no draft uh, this evening. And I'm in like the back of my my house that normally doesn't get a draft, so I'm not sure why I'm surprised. Uh, and there's mosquitoes flying around. Uh, but other than that, Lou, I am uh, I'm, I'm doing all right, hanging in there. How about yourself? I'm I'm good too. It's interesting you mentioned mosquitoes because they've they've just become like a very big problem here because it rained one day and mm-hmm. it, it clearly uh, enticed these uh, like millions of them out. Uh, so they are actually I, I feel your pain. It's. Uh, it's, it's a, a, a terribly itchy experience in Spain, worse yeah. than normal at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing yeah. you can really do about it at all, which is very, very frustrating. Even very bug frustrating. spray doesn't really work. No, nothing. Yeah. Uh, pretty much nothing. But I mean, that's, that's, that's a subject for another, another podcast in, its, uh, in yeah. itself, really. Mosquitoes, they, are, they play a very big part here. And uh, anywhere where it's uh, slightly more pleasant weather than Scotland or Connecticut, I'd imagine. Uh, Mosquitoes, hey, mosquitoes in, in, in Connecticut can get pretty rough during the summer. Okay. They, uh, they, they come out in the evenings and they're, uh, yeah. We used to have malaria in, in Connecticut. And they used to, they, they have uh, in the marshes down by the water, they have uh, mosquito trenches where they used hmm. to have all the mosquitoes lay their eggs and then they just come down with, with DDT. And uh, DDT? DDT, the stuff that killed all the birds. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so... Little history, little little uh, epidemiological history lesson there. I don't Fantastic. know if that's a word, but yeah. Um, yeah so it's we're a very good about, word. It's a very good word. Yeah. So we're talking about why and how mm. and and the reasons behind our our locales. So so just just refresh. You're in uh, La Campania, which is a nameless village in in southern Spain. Uh, what are you doing there, and 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 how did you get there? Mm, I'm well. Ostensibly, I am an English teacher. I could probably use the definite article say I am the English teacher, actually, because there is only one. Uh, El English teacher. Yeah, the El Professor. Uh, And I I currently, uh, rather unusually for a town of this magnitude, which is uh, less than 5,000 people, there uh, seems to be a great, great wish to learn English. Uh, mainly because you actually need to be able to speak a bit of English uh, in order to study or get a job in Spain, uh, which are two things that a lot of people want to do. Um, and 
I mean, thinking about it, it's actually quite unfair, really. Uh, and every day I, I sort of bless myself that I am a, a native English speaker. Uh, and maybe you do too, because we really have to have almost no um, knowledge of a foreign language in order to do anything in life, actually. Is it the same in America? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same pretty much everywhere that you can that you can kind of get by with a, with a modicum of, of, of English. And if you're a native English speaker, doors open up pretty much anywhere in the world. You can get a job almost anywhere in the world. Uh, oddly enough, Indonesia is there. There, it's one of those countries like I think I think I would I would say France is isn't it as well? They are they they don't they don't they're not very good at teaching English. Uh, at, or because they don't really care, I think. Okay. Um, some some places care. Some are are uh, some push for it. But the country as a whole is very proud and very kind of like, well, at least going back, uh, like in their education system is is not. They don't really they don't really care if if you can speak English or not. Uh, okay. This is their country. They need to speak. You need to speak. Um, their language, and it's there. It's actually come up recently that, uh, yeah, a couple times that if you work here, you need to learn Indonesian. Mm-hmm. You need to take like a like a proficiency test to get a visa. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that. But sorry, I, I went off went off track there. No, no, so it's very interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. So so they needed an English teacher, but mm-hmm. why this? Why this little village? Well, um, to be quite honest with you, I, uh, have, having sort of lived in London for a, a little while beforehand uh, and being completely sick of the, uh, the place, the city anyway, um, I, I had to sort of make a, I don't know, a, a, a quick exit. And through the Scottish Mafia, which is the, the fact that Scottish people know all other Scottish people in the world, no matter how far away, uh, it turned out there was uh, a Scottish person who knew another Scottish person who knew another Scottish person who worked in a school uh, near here and they needed another Scottish person to staff it and that was where I came in. So um, I, I basically took the job without knowing anything actually. I just said yes and then got the first flight out to Spain. Actually tell, tell a lie, I was in Spain before. Uh, and then they offered me the job. Uh, so I was kind of doing nothing in Madrid for a while. And then they uh, offered me a job and I came down here to uh, this unknown place and uh, started working as an English teacher, which is what I do. Yeah. And how, how, what kind of hours is it? It's pretty cushy, actually, to be honest with you. I work like 25 hours a week uh, with all sorts of people, adults and uh, from four-year-olds to adults. Um, four-year-olds which present a, a great challenge in that some of them not only cannot write or speak Spanish yet um, uh, one of them actually the other, the other week uh, informed me that he did not know how to wipe his own ass um, after taking a dump and uh, that's an issue that came came down to me I, I refused uh, to keep our listeners abreast of developments I actually refused to to get involved with that um, on any sort of physical level uh, that's but, an but issue. this is yeah, yeah. This is the kind of this is the kind of thing that I deal with on a on a on a day to day to day day to day basis. But it's it's an interesting job. Uh, the English language is a lot more interesting than I ever thought it would be. And obviously, I never learned English before. I just spoke it. Uh, never yeah. learned it formally, so to speak. So you you, you learn a lot. You do uh, you do learn a lot, and it's good. I mean, it, 
for readers of my writing, um, obviously I've never had a particularly high level of employment uh, and I would say that this is the best job I've ever worked but, but then all the other jobs I've ever worked have been either like grimly depressing or incredibly boring. As a, as a former editor of yours, I can, uh, I can attest to the fact that you never learned English in a proper sense. Okay, yeah. Um, it is, uh, uh, my, my, my English is actually quite bad um, overall. I have many students who are, um, and, and frequently, who are much better and frequently do catch me out on uh, what I say and what I do and what I write. Um, it's getting better. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I can only apologize for all the uh, sort of uh, long hours that I put you through. Well, let it be known. Let it be known that uh, that it doesn't take good English to be a good writer. I think. Mm. I think that's a. I think that's a. That's a something to take away. Because yeah. you are a very good writer, but it Thank doesn't. You. And your English is good. I'm not. I'm, I don't mean to to disparage you, but mm. it's. Uh, you, you don't need perfect English to be a very good writer. Mm. No, I think the point. The point kind of will come across if it's going to come across. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you, it's cushy, cushy hours by your, by, by your own words. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that, it, was that a draw for you? Did you know about that before? Not you really. Went? No, yeah. I really just took the first, uh, the first offer that was on the table. Um, it was a choice between here and Istanbul actually. Um, Ooh. and I, I thought, uh, oh, I've been to Istanbul before and it would be great. Um, but beer is really expensive there. And, uh, mm-hmm they sort of frown a little bit upon public inebriation and those uh, two factors kind of, uh, well, they, they swayed me towards this place. Great place to visit. Um, n- not the best night out in Europe you go for. Fair. If that fair. makes sense. Unless you're a Galatasaray or a... Oh, no, I'm sure it's got its... Fan. Yeah, I'm sure it's got its, it's, it's got its charms, but um, uh, like Turkish prison sounds rubbish. Uh, and I don't want to do. I did, didn't really want to do that. Um, the offer is still yeah. on the table. I may do it in the future. You never know. Huh. That's an idea. I've mm. thought about Istanbul before. Yeah, it's, it's a great and place. Scottish-ish, so maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, I'll uh, drop a line for for your for your boy. Anyway, um, so so the the cushiness wasn't a factor in you in you kind of not in you taking the shop. What what pushed you away what pushes you away from not working in a quote-unquote normal job yeah good question so i i look at like our our sort of compatriots and people we studied with and the hours they do and what their life sort of is like in britain and maybe in america as well actually actually i know many americans who work kind of similar office jobs and it, it it's um it's quite heavy going a kind of 48 hour week uh, sort of living for the weekend and, and uh, sort of nine to six, nine to seven every day, just doing a lot of work. Um, I've always been of the opinion that, uh, like, like work is a bit crap, like in general. Um, and like, if you can do a job where you do as little as possible for like the highest quality of life, that is all you could possibly ask for. Um, so like the. Like obviously, if I could, I'd do no work. That, that that would be ideal. But like, the least amount of work for the highest quality of life would be my uh, my my sort of my mantra, if there was such yeah. a thing. Yeah. And so I'm I'm a little bit 
maybe not different from that, but mm-hmm. the the what because I don't really I mean I don't like like nine to five work. Not that I've ever really done it, but I can't see myself doing it because like I need some I when when I work, I need to actually believe in the work mm-hmm. or I I uh I kinda what's the word I'm looking for? Cop out, what's the word? Uh tap out pretty tap pretty out. quickly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I need to actually believe in it. And if, if I believe in it and I enjoy it, you're not going to – I like I will – I don't mind working because it's not – that's not work for me. That's just kind of me pushing towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the, the – the, I was talking to my mom this morning actually about this a little bit. And for me, it's either like – it's like 24-7. Like I work 24-7, which is basically what I did on my uh, uh, last, last couple jobs where I'm uh, in, in politics where basically you're on the clock all the time. And there's you can you can take time off, but uh, the it, there's no like set weekends. Like weekends, you're working through, so you kind of take maybe a Monday night off or something like that. Um, so, but but in that in, in in that work, like I'm actually working for something, and I'm I'm I feel like whether I am making a difference or not is is irrelevant. I feel like I'm making a difference. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of what I'm, what my kind of goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but when I go home, and this is a little, this is going to be a little test for me. I, I so I'm going home, uh, November beginning of next month for a couple months. So it won't be an expat podcast any longer. It'll be a kind of Rowan returns home and Louis still an expat uh, okay. podcast for a little while. Um, but uh, I'm going to get a bartending job, I think. I'm going to try to get a bartending job. And that'll be an interesting little test to see how, how we deal with the, uh, the, the menial, menial labor. Yeah, like um, kind of po- pointless jobs. I, I, I mean, I've worked yeah. a plethora, so yeah. I, I don't you are well. Yeah, you, you are the, the, the expert in kind of that, mm. that stuff. So would you, would you keep doing that or was that a, was that a kind of just make money? Uh, no, that was that was really just uh, because. Well, I only ever worked like a lot of these because one, you could. Uh, uh, well, yeah, the money was like quite easy, and like the job is also quite easy, and it's easy to kind yeah. of get into the state of just working in a bar. And uh, also, I, I I love drinking, and like you could obviously you had yeah. access to like a yeah. a large range of both spirits and beer, um, which you were taking stock on. Um, so this was always also quite a draw. Um, and I, I like it was uh, it was good actually. I, I did enjoy a lot of things. You meet a lot of very good people working in bars. Very interesting people, depending on the bar. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's uh, you know it's a time honored profession. Um, and I would much rather work in a bar uh, on a sort of permanent basis than work in a bank, uh, a sort of soulless uh, corporate kind of job. Absolutely. Um, you you did mention it's quite interesting. Just like having a job that you gain some kind of personal happiness. Any kind of sustainable goal of happiness is like that. That's enough. Like, uh, but just kind of working in one of these, uh, going and working for PwC or something straight after studying uh, and doing that for the rest of your life is, I, I would maybe take death over that. Actually, yeah. If I, if I really, if it came down to it, yeah. The and but it's like so. This. I can see what – it's not that I don't understand, and I'm with you on this. I, I'm, I, I agree with you, but I can see the other side of it, and I can see the 
the comfort that comes from having a a weekly paycheck that comes through mm-hmm. and you can pay for your college loans, which I'm not really doing to any no, real degree right now. Uh, you can pay for like insurance, medical insurance, which is an issue for you because you're British. But for me, Ooh. I got to pay fucking out my ass for, for <laughs> any medicals, medical stuff. So like I'm seeing that in a couple weeks, actually, when I turn 26, which is in 13 days, hmm. 12 days, 12 days, uh, I, my parents' medical insurance lapses. So now I'm seeing these bills and seeing this kind of, this, this, I'm like, oh, so that's why people get, well, that's why people have jobs that pay you. And hmm. there's a kind of comfort in that. But on the other hand, like I, I've decided to to not do that. Like I'm, that's not for me. Yeah, I, but, I, I, but the trend. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and we're talking about our, ourselves a lot here. But I guess that's that's what. Well, I'm talking a lot about myself. But yeah, me too. Um, yeah. yeah. So so when you're when you're looking at this the the money end of it, does the money speak to you at all, or is that kind of just is that not even an issue? Not really. I mean, uh, the life quality of life is maybe a third of the price here, like the, the price yeah. of living, uh, the cost yeah. of living is what I'm looking for. And like, I can afford to kind of go out for dinner every night on what I earn and like get pretty drunk as well, like drink a lot of beer and yeah. do whatever I want, really uh, travel around. Like, it's really no issue at all. Um, and like by British standards, I get paid like sweet fuck all. I mean, it wouldn't last uh, two weeks in London um, yeah. or Edinburgh for that matter um, but the fact that I, I kind of everything is just so kind of not by the book here it's just wonderful uh, you can pay everything in cash like bills are done on just speaking to somebody and judging how much you've used my rent's done in cash like everything's just very cheap and there's no leases there's no contracts there's no nothing it's uh it suits me down to the ground, really. Yeah, and that's—I think—that's important for for our kind of expat because there's the other kind of expat that works for PwC or works for I don't fucking know Deloitte or whoever, wherever mm-hmm. they're going to the, the uh, or RBS fucking Singapore or whatever, and that's yeah. fair. That's that's one kind of expat lifestyle, but for our expat lifestyle, that cost of living. And having a low cost of living is so nice. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. And cost of living in, in here and in, in Bali and Indonesia in general is so cheap. Like I'm in the most – this is probably the second most expensive place in, in Indonesia. Jakarta is probably more expensive. But it's it's so cheap. I like – I had lunch today for like a big-ass lunch for like like a dollar fifty, mm-hmm. like a quid, yeah. like a pound. One pound, one pound lunch. One just pound, day. I yeah. Mean, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to quantify, is, really. No, and which is what I need to live on because it's it's writer's pay. Like I'm not getting paid a lot, but that's it's just so nice to to have that. Go have a beer for like the most you're gonna spend. The most I'm gonna spend on a night out is like maybe twenty dollars, and mm-hmm. that's that's if I'm going heavy. Like that's that's a lot of drinking. A big one, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big one, but. Okay. Um, yeah. So what do you, do you have any do you have any what what is what are your other thoughts on this kind of why we're out here why we're why we're not doing the 
good thing. And if you have anything that you want to ask me, go for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, no, I was, I was, I was, I'm interested in why. Um, I mean, obviously, after after uni, you spent time in in Holland as well. Yeah, in Holland, yeah. Uh, uh, which yeah. is a, a, a pretty uh, big. Um, Holland ostensibly is exactly the same as Britain. It's just uh, yeah. they're a bit more it liberal is. with their drugs and prostitutes yeah. and stuff like that. But fundamentally, it's it's quite quite similar. Um, did you know anything about Indonesia before you went out there, or was not it on the cards? Not a goddamn thing. No. Okay. Not a goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, I, lo- I, knew, I knew almost nothing about it. And nobody knows anything about Indonesia. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth yeah, most true. populous country in the world, and nobody knows a goddamn thing about it. Um, no. which, is one of the, which is frankly one of the things that, that drew me to it, was the ability to come here. And, and if I'm writing about stuff here... <clears throat> people back home have no idea what's going on. So I find like one or two stories that are really basic and really kind of interesting. They're not getting reported back home. It's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty easy to say, Hey, I'm here. That's right about this. Yeah. And, and have people do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't know. I didn't know a thing about it. So, so and Holland, just... Oh, sorry, you just cast your stock, sorry, cast your stock to the wind and uh, came to yeah. Indonesia. Okay. Yeah, more or less. Like I, I was like I, th- I think I said this before. I finished a job and said, "Yeah, let's go to Indonesia." Um, I, ha- I had a partner with me, so it was it was good, and mm-hmm. uh, that that softened the blow a little bit. But it was, and and the other thing is. And I think you've gotten a little bit, bit, bit of this as well, as well and, and, and you can go into it. How different the place actually is than what you were expecting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I'm in Europe, and it's uh, maybe yeah. the polar opposite of, uh, of Scotland anyway, uh, yeah. ap- apart from the drinking. But even that's quite different as well, uh, apart from me. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it yeah. is quite different. Um, a yeah. complete, and uh, Indonesia, I guess, is, that's like another world, effectively. It is so much different than anything, and it's not. It's not. It's not like the big differences because the the like over overall, it's it's like you can see, you can find a lot of big similarities between something. It's just like the little little kind of differences, the little changes, the little ways people act, uh, the way people kind of carry themselves, um, the way people drive. Oh my god. If yeah, you, I've been meaning to say this. I've been meaning to say this on on the podcast. If you only knew Indonesian drivers from, and we're straying a little bit from the topic, but that's all right. If you only knew Indone- Indonesians from the way they drive, you would think they are the most rude, obnoxious, pushy, inconsiderate people in the world. They're not at all. They're a lovely people, but if you just saw how they drove, oof, oof, heavy. Yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy doesn't um, cut it. So I've, I've, I've talked, talked, talked us into a, a, a cul-de-sac there. So I'm going to okay. turn around and, 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 and drive our way out of it. Um, the, the ability to kind of pick up and move and, and travel when you want and kind of have a more or less free lifestyle um, as, as much as you're going to – as much as you can say a free lifestyle. Yeah, um, comparatively, yeah. Is that is that a? I would imagine that's a draw as well. Maybe you don't even think about it, but it's it's certainly something that is is on is there. Yeah, no, uh, not being really at the 
that I can call of anyone. Um, the most, like, the best advice that I've ever heard in my entire life was actually in the film Spinal Tap. Um, and in like the end credits, uh, there's the keyboard player who hasn't said a word the whole movie, uh, and he's this sort of like weird kind of um, greasy dude that like plays multiple keyboards, but he doesn't say anything in the whole movie. And then they ask him, uh, it's like, what is your uh, advice about life? And he says, do whatever you want all the time. And that was like, bang, okay, I, that I that I can get behind. I totally can. And um, that, I can kind of do that here, which is nice. If I worked for Deloitte, I don't think I could do that all the time. Um, I did have like one, uh, one question, which I'd be very interested to hear your take on here. Um, obviously, I, I, I kind of come from the kind of standard... Uh, middle-class idyll of going to university and then uh, getting a job in like one of the major urban centers doing something that I don't really enjoy and has no um, specific relevance to my skill set open closed brackets um, Same. Uh, and like my parents well my mother who, uh, who I grew up with she um I was, I was speaking to her and I, it took me the best part of 24 years to break the, like to break my family's like they, they just thought like oh he will eventually become a lawyer or an accountant like it will happen like he'll get it like eventually he'll get it and I was like every time I said no I really don't want to do that I just want to do whatever the fuck I want just bugger all and like drink beer all the time and they were like yeah yeah sure thing like, you're young you don't understand and then eventually it dawned on them like oh fuck like he's actually going to do it like but bloody hell like, it's going to happen like he's not going to be a lawyer he's not going to be a, he's not going to get a job in uh, with a pension and like a stable prospects and house in zone 4 in London and, and kind of do that for the rest of his life it took, took a really long time and um, I was trying to get this across to my mom, who finally was like okay shit you're actually going to go and do something random you're going to go and write you're going to go and play music you're going to go and teach English in Andalusia great um did you have a similar, uh, I don't know, is it a similar situation in, in your kind of household? Or no, first you? I want to say, your, your mother's lovely. I love your mother. She let me crash it in your room, actually. Your room? I'm not sure if it was your room or your brother's it, room. But it she, may have been once, yeah. Yeah. Your, your mother's a lovely, lovely human being. Um, uh, no, I kind of blindsided my parents with this. Um, and I think they're still kind of... Maybe not shocked, but okay. uh, definitely off balance by it. Um, mm. Because through my entire life before 25, 24, 25, I had a plan. I still do have a plan, but I've kind of altered the plan a little bit. Um, and the plan, my plan was I was very straight-laced. Like I kind of went to – I got all A's, almost all A's until the very last couple of years of high school. I did okay in college, but I didn't do – or in university. I didn't do great in university, but I, it, it, I made it to a good university, so I didn't need to kind of like yeah, really yeah. excel. Um, and, uh, and so I was very straight-laced. I always had a plan. I was, gonna, I was actually going to join the military. Like I was going yeah, to remember do, that actually. Yeah. Do the, yeah. And, and I mean that, that's still kind of a – way back in the back of my mind. I won't do it now. I don't think I think I'm, I'm getting on in years, but 
So I was very kind of straight laced, always had a plan, always, always was never did, never really got in trouble at all. Never really kind of had, had any, any hints that I would, I would go off a kind of chosen path. Um, and then, and then I decided to move to Indonesia and they're just like, oh, well, that's not really what your what you've been showing us for the past 25 years. Mm. Okay, I guess we'll trust you. Question mark. Um, seem to be the seem to be the the um, kind of reaction. Uh, right. I and so because I think I've because uh, uh, to this point I think I've and now I'm kind of showing my cards a little bit. I think I earned a certain amount of trust throughout those years. Yeah, and now no, I'm kind of cashing in on that. I'm, mm. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm saying, okay, if you still trust me, I'm going to do this kind of crazy thing. Uh, and you can still trust me. If you trust me through this, then, then I got you. And it, actually this, I had a cover, this, this conversation I had with my mom this morning was a little revealing because I, I kind of, I kind of gave her this plan, this, my new plan about how, how, how writing my writing is going to develop and how my ideas with that. And she's like, Oh, so you actually do have a plan. Ah, so it was like kind of, kind uh, of, yeah. It was like it was. I think she was a little surprised by the fact that I was actually kind of thinking this through. And I'm not this. I literally said I'm not flying by the by the seat of my pants. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So so while so I think that's and I think that's a and I'm and this is this is my last point. I think that's a a um the idea of people like traveling and people. Uh, being an expat and living on a string budget or and doing all the kind of stuff we're we're experiencing not doing like the 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 nine to five house with a white picket picket fence job or life mm-hmm. doesn't mean they don't have a plan it doesn't mean they don't have a kind of uh goals or or, or whatever and it may be their own goals it may be to what, what did you say? What was the thing? Do whatever you want, whenever you want, or do whatever uh, you want all the time, all the time, yeah. all the time. Yeah. It, that may be the, that may be the goal, but that's a, that's still a goal. I mean, that's still, no, no, absolutely. you're, you're moving towards something, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's true. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's absolutely true. And I suppose I've never really taken that into account. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, it is, uh, it's a, it's an interesting, interesting take on it. Yeah, still doesn't mean I'm yeah. going to go work for Deloitte, but uh, no, so, absolutely not. Like, uh, that, yeah, uh, but I see why people would. I see why people would. Well, you don't even have to. I mean, that's that, that's the thing. There's a lot mm. of different people. There's a lot, and your twenties are a time to your twenties are your new, whatever. I don't know. Twenties are the new teens. Maybe thirties yeah. are your new twenties. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Rock and roll. I never Should have to we, grow up. That's great. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Yeah. No. You never do. You never do. Um, do we want to keep going on this, or do we want to move on to our expat experience of the week? Uh, we can move on to the expat experience of the week. Uh, we'll certainly come back to touching on this. I guess it's a running theme throughout any of the podcasts is why we're doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. It's very, yeah. very interesting to talk about it, though. Very interesting to talk about it. Yeah. So, tell me, Ron, you've got an expat experience of the week for me this week. Do I have an expat experience of the week yep. for you this week? I, I hadn't – I'd given it some thought um, – I, so I, I interviewed a Miss Universe concert contest, contestant, Miss Universe contestant this week. Okay, like the beauty uh, pageant. Like the beauty pageant, um, okay. but only via text. Uh, so it was a little, 
I mean, I saw her in person, but then I, I interviewed her for a day. So the, the background to this is I did a piece for uh, a international film festival that was coming through here. And she was a star of the only film that I went to, to during the entire film festival. Um, and she was at the, uh, like, after, not party, but, like, she was, after the film, after the screening, she was kind of walking around the lobby, taking pictures, signing autographs, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So I wanted to interview her for it. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I could have ever interviewed Miss the Miss USA for Miss Universe, but I interviewed the Miss Indonesia for, for, for Miss Universe. And she met Donald Trump. So... Okay. So I'm now, yeah. So that so I think that's I think that'll be my expat experience of the week. Yeah. No, I mean yeah. like uh, Miss Universes are that that's a really I I only know really one person that's ever been to a Miss Universe, uh, or even been in touch with Miss Universes thing. It's my granddad who is dead now, but he. Uh, he, he, he went to one, and I think it resulted in an illegitimate child as well. So, rock and roll. Just, uh, which is which is the uh, best ending for anybody meeting a Miss Universe contestant, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it was Miss Sweden as well, so good on the guy. Woo. Like, uh, yeah. Whew, yeah, heavy going. Uh, but yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, that's something that I probably will not see as Miss Spain here. Um, so, well done. Yeah. What about you, Lou? What did you, what did uh, you get up to this week? Well, I was thinking about it again. It was uh, I have this like kind of running battle with the man with the uh, the man with the, the, the leaf blower outside my window, yeah. um, and it, it dawned on me like that. Uh, two weeks ago, I spoke to you guys about there was the shaving of the trees. Yeah. So they, they, they like shaved the trees and like pretty much bereft them of all their leaves. Um, and I hadn't really thought about this in terms of the leaf blower man and his um, his purpose in life actually. Uh, and then this morning, I was woken by the leaf blower again, and I, I went outside, and I, it suddenly dawned on me, like, not only are the trees outside my, my, my house, they're palm trees, they don't actually shed their leaves, really, <laughs> at all, um, but there's actually no trees apart from them, so there isn't actually any leaves for him to, uh, to, to do it, like... Uh, it's like the pointlessness of his job it was like exemplified this morning. So I went onto my balcony and uh, I saw him like, uh, and he was blowing. Uh, he must have been doing this for weeks as well because like there's never been any trees and there's never been any leaves. Um, so like he actually doesn't really have any like his job is like really really point like it's truly truly pointless. There is nothing to it. Um, but today he was like blowing uh, a pile of of dust. Uh, like around the square, like into the corner, um, like made a small pile of it and then blew it around a, a little more. Um, and like either this guy is, uh, he's, uh, he, I actually think he's probably a genius, like that nobody, he's managed to like, you know, the council or the, the local government, he's managed to like get this job, which actually has, there is like no job requirement. There, like the job requirement is zero. There's nothing. Like all he has to do is, like, be. He just has to exist, and he will get pay. Um, so it, like, and a pretty good me. pension too. Yeah, I mean, he's a civil servant technically. So I mean, yeah. he, um, it like finally dawned on me. Like this is like this man has completely nailed it. Like he's. Uh, we talk about Deloitte and we talk about teaching English or writing, but if in terms of like. <laughs> 
living doing the, dream. the little littlest amount of work, and in this case, n- no work because th- yeah. there is nothing he could There's possibly nothing to do. do. Yeah, um, it is. It, it, yeah, he, he's he's really done it. Um, it's it's made me look upon this man with a newfound respect. Anyway, I just wish he'd do it at like ten o'clock instead of half seven. But yeah, well, there's no there's no failure. He can't fail. No. No. Uh, and Amazing. I'm sure his boss thinks he's doing a great job. And if the boss ever goes to the street, he will notice the yeah. street is really clean and there is no leaves. <laughs> But nobody will ask that second question, like, why? And it's not because of him. It's because there's no fucking trees. And it's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Anyway, that's, uh, that's what I thought this week. That, uh, and, we wonder why, and we wonder why Spain is, is broke. Because yeah. there are <laughs> guys blowing, no, guys with a leaf blower not blowing any leaves. Hey, listen, man, this, ain't no, this isn't a one-off. I fucking doubt that. This will be nationwide. This will be endemic. Yeah. There will be, there's hardly any trees in Andalusia apart from palm trees. Like, this will be going on in every town. Like, yeah. it'll be just like, just don't tell anyone. I better not, yeah, I hope they don't listen to this. Or I'll get, like, the old horse's head in the bed. But yeah, anyway, it's, yeah. Uh, that was him today. The, the leaf blower mafia, the leaf blower mm-hmm. cartel. Well, it was great talking to you once again this week. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you will have a, a slightly longer podcast, a bumper edition this week, yeah. uh, as we've, uh, we've, I'd say we've plumbed the depths, but that actually has sort we've of negative. Yeah. We, 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 we've, uh, we've certainly gone, uh, we've looked at it in a, a very profound subject, and I hope you all enjoy. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with me uh, at my magazine, TalkingSoup.com, or Twitter, at TalkingSoupMagazine. Uh, if you have a spare five minutes, please go on to iTunes and review the podcast uh subscribe as well subscribe subscribe. first then review Ah, right cool subscribe then review uh helps us keep it going uh helps us uh yeah it's good to hear your opinion anyway good to hear your opinion rowan uh how do people get in touch with you uh on my blog semawongstories.wordpress.com s-e-m-a-w-a-n-g dot word uh stories dot wordpress.com uh, tweet at me R L at R L M K A N E. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this week, Luke. I think that's it. That's it. It's a lot to mull over, ladies and gentlemen. Come back next week, uh, same time, same place. Uh, we'll keep you entertained at the very least. Uh, Rowan, been a pleasure talking to you. See you next week. See you next week, Luke. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.